0: listening to hard facts on 99.3 nigeria info i am sandra s the newsroom has taken you around the world in two minutes now let's talk about one big issue in nigeria today how do we ensure financial autonomy for state legislatures and judiciaries how do we ensure financial autonomy for state legislatures and judiciaries we're talking about this because of executive order 10 President Buhari signed it uh, last month. It's supposed to ensure that the executive at state level cannot stop the other two branches from accessing the funds allocated to them. And all of these bring me to today's big hard fact. The Nigerian constitution requires that all three branches of government be financially independent from each other. Now i'm sure that most of nigerians agree that this is a good objective right the question now becomes will executive order 10 get it done now there's a second question is executive order 10 legal We've been hearing some back and forth about whether or not it's legal. The governors are saying that it violates the constitution because the president doesn't have the powers. The executive order tries to to exercise. And my job, after all, is to give you the facts. And so today we'll talk about financial autonomy. We'll talk about the executive order 10. We'll look at the principles involved. And then we'll look at the constitution and the executive order 10 and see if they agree or if they clash and then you're going to tell me what you think about the executive order 10 you think you think it should stand uh, do you think um we should try some other way to ensure that uh, financial autonomy for all branches of government uh, is at head to all of these questions you can answer by the time we're done with this conversation i'm not alone i have experts on the show i'm trying to get in touch with uh, the lawyer that we're expecting um uh, my experts are supposed to help us get the facts and put them in context, right? So our lawyer is Nike Arobon Law and she'll be joining us pretty soon. But right now we have the director of Budget, Shenwo Nigbinde, who is currently joining us from the US. Shenwo, thank you so much for joining us on the show today.
1: I'm to be part of this conversation. Thank you so much. Nice to hear from you again, Sandra.
0: All right. Yeah. So I'm going to ask that you please hold while we try to um, get in touch with uh, our second guest please hold on Skype by uh, Nika Robonlo, Mr. Sean, we can't see you. So I would ask that you enable your video so that those who are watching uh, on Facebook and YouTube can see the people that they're talking to. Nika, you need to turn your camera down a bit so that we can see you fully. Yeah, that's perfect. Thank you. All right. uh, Nika, thank you for joining us on the the show. Welcome. Okay. so, So, so let me start with you, Nika. Um, When we say financial autonomy for the legislature and judiciary, what precisely do we mean?
2: Financial uh, autonomy for the legislature and the judiciary just means that these bodies will be able to act independently of the executive arm. Hmm. Hmm. What that means is that they would... What that means is that they would be able to run their own budgets without going cap in hand to the executive and that will make them more independent because i think all this is just about um you know like the effective separation of powers amongst the different tiers of government so that's what financial autonomy for the legislative um and the judicial arm will do hmm. for this Years
0: of government okay uh Sheung, we we know the Constitution calls for financial autonomy for the legislature and the judiciary but is it happening in reality at the state level show
1: um so um, the Constitution for the autonomy for the judiciary and the uh, for the, and the legislature has not been happening hmm. even though the Constitution might say there are three arms of government equal um, relevance within the democratic system. But we have nothing to happen. And that ties back to people pays the Piper dictates to tune. I mm. mean, that's been the scenario for Nigeria. Mm. The executive has been in charge of the budget, fund mm. allocation, and those one. um So in that way, uh, when you have to wait for someone from the executive or from the from the governor to directly give you funds, then definitely you don't have your autonomy. Um, the National Assembly also had the same challenge in the early... In the in the early part of our democracy, but after a period of time, the National Assembly um, had to, and that was even that didn't even require a legislative review. That was just something that they agreed with the executive that they would now be classified as the statutory transfers mm. under the budget. See, so because they just exercised that they felt they, they assumed that the decision was adequate enough recognizing them as an equal. And powerful arm of government. But what we have seen at the state is that that has not cascaded down to the state, which the um, legislature or maybe the judiciary is just classified as just another part of ministry. Um, so, what National Assembly gets the opportunity that even if the federal government drinks one barrel of oil, National Assembly allocation is guaranteed. Um, um, even though that comes with its own complexities on accountability and abuse, which we might see. But right now, what we did um, two years ago was, was, the, was the president's side some constitutional alteration views into law. And I included that the, the executive at the state level and subnational level must, must credit the accounts of the legislatures and the judiciary mm. directly about the fund, so the Revenue Fund. That was what we had in that alteration. And so far, for over three years now, we'll be going back and forth um, on asking ourselves if we, if uh, the proper implementation of this program, mm. and I think the culmination of that implementation is when the president had to do an executive order um, that has now been met with serious um, objection, which I also validate. I think uh, we cannot use a national uh, executive order to to make a constitutional provision
0: actionable. We're going to get to that show, but let me come back to the lawyer. Nikkei, before this executive order, if a state executive refused to transfer budgeted funds to the judiciary or the legislature, what steps could the other two branches take to get their money? I mean, it would be very strange and funny to see the judiciary dragging somebody to court, right? So which court uh, would they go to? They beg... Oh, they beg. <laughs> okay. Oh
2: <my> <laughs> <laughs> okay. They beg, Nick they go, they go and they beg the governors. Okay. See, and that's why the issue of, you know, of financial autonomy is very, very, very crucial, especially in a country like Nigeria. Hmm. Now because the the um the um state state executive hmm. controls the public funds controls the you know the the budget if for example um the uh, um, federal government had given them let me say 100 million naira for the state judiciary mm-hmm. and then uh, perhaps the judges are you know have been Nothing in courts. Okay. The, the executive can just just give them, um, you know, like thirty million and tell them, "Oh, sorry, there's no money." Okay. We had to use the money to draw that is in the states. There's no money for this. This is what we have. Mm. So, these boss are managed amongst yourselves. Mm. So, in those kind of you know you know of like situations, the heads of courts. These speakers, they have to dance around the governor so that their money comes to them because there's... who are they going to beg?
3: Hmm.
2: The governor, he has constitutional control over public funds. Hmm. So but if he tells you there's no money... Mm-hmm. What do you want them to do? But but I know
0: that both the, the judiciary and the legislature can take the executive uh, uh, I- executive to court over their funds, yes, they right? Can,
2: yes. Mm-hmm. For example, we had um we had um something like that with Juson, mm-hmm. where they took, you know, like the um the um federal government to court and won actually. Okay. They won that case where they're asking for and financial autonomy mm-hmm. for the judiciary at the federal level, mm-hmm. they want that case at the state level. They can do that too. And then they can not win. But then we're in Nigeria. We have, um, this is a country where court orders sometimes are flouted. Mm. Nobody, you know, as like, if you go to court now, you know, and they say, okay, fine, pay them this money. Mm. Give them financial autonomy. Hmm. When the money still comes to you, the executive. Mm So you know. So you know. So it's almost as if it's at your discretion.
0: But the legislature can also decide to stop approving the budgets or the other bills that are sent by the governor until the executive pays what it owes.
2: That means that they don't get money too. (laughs) <laughs> Shen, well, I'm curious what, what your you thoughts are <laughs> Shen, well, what do you
0: think about this?
1: I mean, um, like she said um, the bed and uh, I had a friend of mine uh, who worked with the state government mm. I mean, uh, <laughs> the last administration he said one day he was going to see the governor and he had a long queue of people waiting to see the governor and when he got there he found out that the speaker of the state house of assembly was on the same queue uh, mm. as everyone uh, wanted to see the governor, and he was shocked. Like, and he was even standing. They didn't even know that he was the speaker. It was standing, and you know, and, and that's the scenario we
3: have.
1: Mm. Um, the governor, the governors at the state level, the Lord it over, mm. and it's not. It's just on one thing. Um, mm. It's just because the fiscal powers, of the financial control, is within their hands, mm. and and that's what we have right now. That. The governors will say we don't have enough resources. You know, you say you want them uh, one billion naira right now, but we don't have. This is hundred million we have. But compared to uh, the federal level, mm. the budget is agreed. Even though, I believe the budget is extremely bogus. Mm-hmm. I mean, one and twenty five billion for National Assembly. I do There's no public accountability to that fund. Mm-hmm. But what you see is that at the state level, there is a budget. But the decision about what you get is not statutory. Hmm. That means it's not compulsory. Hmm. So yes, the government nice. decides whatever you get. Hmm. And so and I think that's what this constitutional amendment or provision is meant to change. Hmm. But I, I have a problem why we, why the president is doing an executive order. Let's see, when we write our constitutional provision, and we thank God we have a lawyer mm-hmm. here, it does not allow punitive measures. Mm-hmm. I mean, even at budget, we've thought of do we put in some measures, put in some provisions i mean I look at provisions to be in the budget okay so well, ho- ho- hold
0: on shawn is- well, someone's device is on and it keeps vibrating could you please put 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 it on silent cuz it keeps entering um, the conversation all right all right okay. go ahead shawn
1: okay i mean what i'm saying clearly at the state level mm. is that you you and the constitution is that you don't put punitive measures in the constitution okay so you, you say make sure that you you charge this fund from the consolidated revenue account mm. and credit the accounts of the state legislature or the state judiciary. Mm-hmm. But what if the governor chooses not to do it? What is the punitive measure that the, that happens? Mm. That means the constitution is silent about that. You know, and, and those are the things we continuously... So we have a constitution that most times... We, so are we expecting... Is the constitution now expecting that government will be pitched if such things don't happen
3: mm. you can't
1: have say, mm. and that's why the president now brought up this elective and say okay the accountant general should debit the 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 state the money from and, and credit mm. so i mean and that's why i feel well and it's like it's, like, it's a flaw from the beginning mm-hmm. we should have got all the, because that's why we are at this point where we are now debating okay we. Need to the autonomy, we the state. Mm. Is that the right thing?
3: Mm.
1: I think we allow this to make another point. I don't think the autonomy, I don't think this is a bullet. And this is why I believe it. there's nothing that there is structural. that is different for the Nigerian public. And I will explain that to you. So, in terms of the national service, if you go by what it is, is the revenue, organization, and fiscal commission. National assembly member is not supposed to earn
3: more than eight
1: hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. National assembly member is not supposed to earn more than eight hundred thousand naira.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now you have a national assembly member who went to write allowances for, himself, for themselves in the budget. So the national assembly member, you see him end up to between thirteen and up to twenty something million naira per month. Mm-hmm. The same from the government. What well, does the government? is a government constitutionally meant to earn? Hmm. The consumer is just around maybe around 1.8 million but mm-hmm. well, the government leaves all of that and writes a security vote for himself
3: mm-hmm.
1: so it's now a decision to spend a security vote as he likes so if you now tell every member of the state Houses of assembly to say okay we're going to give you autonomy we're going to give you what is due to you by constitutional structure mm-hmm. or by the, as agreed by revenue and mobilization and fiscal commission mm-hmm. that means a well, so assembly gets maybe around 500,000.
3: Hmm.
0: But uh, so in, in these conversations, in these conversations, Sean, uh, in, in these conversations, mm-hmm. um, we often hear the term first line charge, right? We often hear the term first line charge. What is a first line charge, uh, uh Sean? and why does having an item as a first line charge make it special? <sighs>
1: Because you the payments within the federal plan. The first the first thing that you, the first the most important part mm-hmm. is that your debt services cost. Mm-hmm. You know, you must be seen and you must be able to meet all your obligations as when well mm-hmm. due. When that is resolved, the next thing that has to be charged from what you call the consolidated revenue fund mm-hmm. of each state. So every state, that's what you call the consolidated revenue fund. All the idea all the federal allocation, all the VATs, every single thing that has to do with your revenue mm. is put in that bucket. Okay. Now, before you start charging for personnel costs, for capital items, the f- at every single month, you must first pay the first line. You must pay those statutory agencies because they are compulsory. They are compulsory by nature. So, at the federal level, you have the NJC, you have the National Assembly, you have organizations like UBEC, which by, this, by, by their, their, their legislative architecture, mm-hmm. the percentage of consolidated revenue fund is given to them. Mm-hmm. So, they are also, asking 10 Naira, I must give back one Naira. So, because the, there's a reason in the law that I must give back one Naira, mm-hmm. that is charged from the staff. Mm-hmm. So, as I'm sorry, with it has first-time charge. And in the whole process is to create... Is to, is to make the, 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 the those institutions immune from executive control hmm. or from fluctuations of, or fluctuations of revenue. Because like she said, um, the government, the executive can come and say, you know, National Assembly, we don't have enough resources. We have used the money to build the road, to build a school. So we don't have enough resources for you to give you this month. But even what you have at the federal government, like I said, it's not because it's defined by a very iron-cast legislation. No. Mm-hmm. It's just a mutual agreement that the executive have with um, the legislature. Mm-hmm. If you want me to pass your budget, if you want me to pass your budget, mm-hmm. my budget has come across as a statutory to transfer. I mean, I expect that the legislature should have done that too. You know, like National Assembly holding the executive to ransom at mm-hmm. the federal level.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: The state executive, executive have been like, extremely powerless you know, an handicap to be able to have that kind of conversation. So, I don't have any problem with this will be our own budget. And if we want our compression on the fiscal angle, we'll have to make sure that our budgets also come as a form of priority. But that, or if since we don't have the state executives to have that kind of muscle, mm-hmm. I mean that's how we ended up with constitutional amendments.
0: All right. Quite yeah. the thing there. Now uh let me let me come back to uh Nike, Nike can you hear me? Hmm. I'm hoping that she can. Okay, all right. So uh, let's let's talk as well about the same thing before we look at the contents of the executive order. Can you tell me what an executive order is, right? And under what circumstances a president can issue one? What is it? Under what circumstances can a president issue an executive order? You,
1: know, yeah, okay. I mean, Let me allow the lawyer to
2: speak. And I said- that um, um, can simply be said to be rules or directives that are issued by the heads of the executive arms of government, that is to say the um, president and the governors, mm. and that have the backing of the law. Mm. So basically, they are like directives mm.
1: Basic. I, mean, I, I, can, I can put it like it's it's alien to us, and and the reason why it's alien to us is because I mean this is the first time this government, mm-hmm. you know, President Muhammad, Buhari, <laughs> this is the first time I'm hearing of an executive one. I've never heard of it. It is, it is alien to us. I mean it's a it's a it's a norm in the United States where we copied our presidential system.
0: Do you agree um, that it's where... it's it's alien to us, Nika? It's alien.
2: It has never been used by any president. He is the first president to give executive orders since we attained um, democracy in mm. 1999. Okay, but it is an inherent right, and is a con- you know, and then is a constitutionally um, guaranteed right mm. of the executive. Mm. So while it has never been used, mm-hmm. it is provided for. Okay. Constitutionally. But is it a bad thing so, that he's used it? Is it a bad thing that he's used it? It is not a bad thing that he, you know that he has used it, but uh, but we have a you know a federal constitution. Okay. We operate a federal system of government. Mm-hmm. Now it can be said and it is Um, You know, and it's usually said that Mm. we do not practice true federalism, but for whatever it's worth, we pretend to practice a federal system of government. Mm. So these powers that he has exercised, the state governors also have these powers by virtue of the same section five. Subsection two gives these same powers to the state governors. Mm. So it's not a bad thing that he has exercised it, but because it's a federal government, because, you know, we practice federalism Mm -hmm. and because we have a federal constitution, Mm -hmm. the powers that have been exercised by the president Mm -hmm. ordinarily should have been exercised by the very, Okay, uh, is this something you agree with?
0: Unfortunately, um, uh, the connection with Nike isn't very great. Shang-u, is the, uh, uh, do you share the same opinion with Nike?
1: I mean, um, <laughs> so I will not say I have all the information, mm-hmm. but in my view, I feel, and I've not I've read constitutional bit, but I don't think there's this explicit place. That says you can issue executive orders. They, an executive can give directives. It can give, you know, can give. Okay, so he says section five. We have that, but that's fine. What I worry is about what's the place of this? What's the place of an executive order? Mm. In a, because if something that I'm not used to it, and I, I see that we have we have we have a, we have a cascade of things here. We have a legislation. We have the constitution and we also have executive orders. Now the constitution is supreme above everything, you know? And when we look at even if I'm if borrowing from the US where our presidential systems come come, come from, the, the executive order is more like a policy directive but administrative directive by the president. So if an agency is not under your direct supervision, you mm-hmm. cannot use an executive order. So you cannot use an executive order over an existing legislation, that's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> cannot use an system or the executive order in or constitutional position that's not possible. Mm. You cannot use an executive order over at the whole arm of government or so or or, or another federating unit as a state or as a local government. So the limitation is that you're like you are trying to order you like trying to try trying to codify or document the form of policy directive mm. that you are given. To agencies or that and that's why when you started with the, when the, when you started with the executive orders, i liked it mm. for example there was an executive order that had to do with ease of doing business mm. that came across me because it was like the president talking directly to agencies customs and Nigerian port authorities um and all the agencies that are connected to the export and import pipeline and say this is going to be our new job mm. you know that felt cool. we now start having the export that to now say this is the hour we are going to, are going to unilaterally stopped to money. So, um, I'm a, I'm a, the same in you know, of passengers, ninety nine and was pushed back on. I find that it did very, very. Difficult. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a, it's alien to me because I have never seen anybody use executive order. But now it looks like everybody is. And we are now we now see governors also issue, issue an executive order. Maybe, so uh, maybe uh, may worried. Uh, the Sharon is worried. N- ordinarily,
2: ordinarily. Oh, the Constitution. Um, now, I would say under um, Section One Hundred and Twenty-One that gives financial autonomy to the legislative arm and the, you know and the um, state um, judiciaries did not spell out explicitly procedures by which this can be implemented. So. If, if ordinarily, the states upon the amendment of the constitution had followed or had kept the statute, they as like they are the ones that should bring out these executive orders because it's their states that are involved. Then you know, as like they would say, okay, fine, the constitution has been amended, section one, two, one, three now includes um financial autonomy for the legisl- um for the le- um for legislative arm and I must say the judicial arm has always had that section in the constitution the amendment only added the legislative arm and then they would um you know as like say okay fine this is how we will go about it for them to do that they have to set down procedures to do that and one of the the ways that they can do that is to give an executive order. Mm. Now, now, the meaning and the import of the order is not to, you know, to circumvent the constitutional provisions. It's just to give it life, like, it's like, and fleshed out. So they've asked you to do this, and then this is how we plan to do this. This is how we would do it. Now, what the president now has done. to take it upon himself i would say it's kind of like a big brother telling his younger ones mommy said you should do this and you have not agreed to do this so now since you have not agreed to do it i'm telling you that this is how you will do it if you don't do it i will not give you the money that is meant to come to you i will give it to this and this and this but if you do it i will give you your money and you do it your you know (laughs) yourself basically that's just what he has done. All right,
0: let's look at the provisions of the executive order itself. Let's look at how it intends to do no, what no, you I, have I, just I, I, described. Sorry,
1: sorry, Sandra. Yeah. Sorry, Sandra. I want to correct something. Okay. And I, I, we have to get it right. The federal government doesn't have money of its own. The money of Nigeria. Have the money of Nigeria belongs to the Federation of Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we we have to, and that money it's, it's, it has to be shared constitutionally. By the, by the federal government, the state, and the local government. So, the authority, I, I don't, that's why we'll come back to that executive. I just want that also, a lot of people feel like the president, when we hear the president, mm. you when know, he comes across that, he lords over everything. No. There are, there are limits to those powers. Yeah, we've established that. We, we, we
0: established first. that when we we're introducing the show. By the way, if you just joined us, you're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. How do we ensure financial autonomy for state legislatures and judiciaries? That's the conversation we're having. We have on the show with us an organization that simplifies Nigerian budget. They're called Budget, and their director is on the show with us, Shon Onigbide. We also have a legal practitioner looking at the constitutionality, the legality of this executive executive order from the president uh, nike arobonlo and uh, we're trying to look at at Executive Order 10. The President signed it last month and it's supposed to ensure that the executive at state level cannot stop the other two branches from accessing the funds allocated to them. Nikke, let's look at the provisions of the Executive Order itself. Let's look at how it intends to ensure financial autonomy. Section 1A says, quote, without prejudice to any other applicable laws, legislations and conventions at the state tier of government, which also provides Provides for financial autonomy of state legislature and state judiciary, allocation of appropriated funds to the state legislature and state judiciary in the state appropriation laws in the annual budget of the state shall be a charge upon the consolidated revenue fund of the state as a first line charge. End quote. So I just read uh, section 1a verbatim. This section is basically ordering all state governments to make sure that in their budgets, funds for the legislature and judiciary are first-line charges. Is that accurate? Nikkei?
1: Yes, yes, exactly.
0: yes. Okay. Now, the executive order says the president can give this order because Article 5 of the Constitution empowers him to execute and maintain the Constitution. Does this power include giving orders to state government about how they structure their budgets, Nige?
2: No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, like I said earlier, the Section 5 that gives the president that power section 52 gives equal power to the governor of the state that is in recognition of the fact that we run a federal system of government what that simply means is that yes we are one nation and then the federal is the center but then every state is like its own little you know Kingdom. It's like having like a public a compound. Then your grandfather's house is in the middle of the compound. Then all his wives and children all around him. Hmm. So, so basically, what that means, you know, I, I, um, there now is that the governor has equal power to to execute the constitution at the state level, hmm. while the while the president has the power um, over the constitution and um you know and laws made by the national assembly at the federal level hmm. so the power to you know like uh, ensure compliance with the constitution is not a power that is it's bestowed exclusively on, on the, the president. president ah so section
0: 1b sec, section 1b of the eo says quote the accountant general of the federation um, shall authorize the deduction from source in the course of uh, of federation accounts allocation from the money allocated to any state of the federation that fails to release allocation meant for the state legislature and state judiciary in line with the financial autonomy guaranteed by section 121 subsection 3 of the constitution of the republic of nigeria uh, 1999 as amended end of quote so here The EO is empowering the accountant general to deduct money from FAC before transferring a state's allocation to the federation account. Again, does the federal government have this power, Nike?
2: Once again, I would say it's under the Nigerian constitution, Hmm. the federal government does not have supervisory powers over the states. Hmm. They do not have that constitutional power over the states. It is not expressed anywhere in the Constitution that in case there's an erring state, the federal government has the power to do that. No, they do not have that power Hmm. to do that. But then I can also see how, you know, like how on the other hand, people would argue that the president has that power. And I will tell you why now. While well, section 51 gives the president the power um, over the constitution and the laws of the national assembly, uh, um, um, sorry, laws made by the national assembly, it also gives the state the same power over the constitution and laws, um, laws enacted by the state houses of assembly. Mm. Now, that was to say that both the president and the governor have powers to ensure enforcement of the constitution. So when people are saying that, you know, that the president has that power, he does have that power. But what they fail to mention
3: mm-hmm.
2: is that state governors also have that power. So mm-hmm. if they just tell you section five says that the president can do this, of course, it does say that. Mm-hmm. does say that Mm -hmm. but it also gives that same power to the state governors so i can see how people can choose to ignore the second arm Mm -hmm. you know of that you know since since the enforcement and the uh, i'm sorry um since ensuring adherence to the constitution Mm -hmm. you know is within of you of both executive heads. I see. Sean, when Obasanjo. Well, uh, uh, did not have that power.
0: Constitutionally, <laughs> Constitu- <laughs> Constitu- they don't have the power, and nika says. Shion, let me come to you. <laughs> when Obasanjo was president, and you mentioned that earlier on, uh, when Obasanjo was president and Tinubu was governor of Lagos, we saw the federal government withhold Lagos state's allocation. The federal government said Mm. that Lagos had illegally created new local government areas. But the Supreme Court held Mm. that even though Lagos broke the law, the federal government did not have the right to withhold its money as punishment. Doesn't the same principle apply here? Can the federal executive unilaterally decide to withhold state funds or decide who they pay them to, Sean?
1: Okay, I I think uh, you're right. Um... It's it's we are looking at the same scenario here. Mm. No, and I'm, I'm happy that yeah, the, the lawyer made a clear position about it. There's been love, and this is just this is oh, this is more like a, a constitutional vandalism if you allow me to use that <laughs> word because okay. because you 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 cannot you cannot correct an abnormality with what I would term as another abnormality. Okay. The constitution is clear that the funds will be distributed. The constitution does not give power by the federal government mm. to take funds that are meant to us. Okay. Um, so, it's, it's, it's the same scenario. You don't have, be, without a clear instrument, mm. you know, a clear instrument. If you hold money and the state made a decision mm. and said, charge the money um, from my federation account mm. before you remit to me, now that's understandable. If you took a debt, that's understandable. If there is a refund meant to be made and the...
0: Hello, Sean. Uh, unfortunately, uh, our connection to…
1: We must not make that mistake. Okay. The, uh, in my own view, the biggest, the people that need TTL mm. are the state legislatures. Uh, okay. They to stand up and say, okay, now we understand. There's an alteration in the body that does not give a punitive element to, to it, which means the constitution now says all of us I should get f- financial autonomy. Mm. Now, if you fail to exercise that action, what happens? Let's even write they can adjust the constitution. Mm. We need 24 out of 36 days to do this. To say if you fail to give us our monthly statutory statutory payments mm-hmm. as an as an as an equal arm of government, mm-hmm. then definitely we would tell the accountant general in the subsequent month to deduct the money for the next two months. And it will be the constitution. And now the president now has the power to now make sure that the accountant general does such, you know, but the, the president is not the, 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 what we have right now. Does not give the president power to be able to do such. And I understand the state governments are. We say, oh, we don't have. Look at for example, if the state government does not have sovereign sovereign capabilities of the federal government, which mm. is the federal government can use the CBN to get money if he has a shortfall in revenue to make all his own payments, mm. and CBN can always print money for the federal. Government. Now, the state government is bound. Extremely bound by the allocation it receives and the IGI collects. So they don't have the same financial situation with the federal government okay. at all. Oh. So you might have the federal government thinking in my head, I may have promised this state about 75 billion naira this month, or maybe 500 million naira this month. Mm-hmm. Then the allocation scheme, same because oil prices are deep and we cannot even afford to give them more than 200 million. So this becomes a scenario. But it's important that we think we find a workable situation that's guaranteed by the Constitution. Okay. not by an executive. Order. Let's come
0: to Lagos. Lagos, I'm sure, is itching to talk to my guests on the show. If you just joined in, I have the director for Budget Nigeria on the phone. I also have a legal practitioner uh, on Skype. They're both on Skype and you can actually watch this uh, conversation on Facebook, Nigeria Info uh, 99.3. Our number is 700 993 993 993. Do you think Executive Order 10 was the right step? What do you think about its legality now that you are hearing from our lawyer on the show what think what, what steps do you think um uh, the the federal government can take or anybody really can take to ensure financial autonomy for all branches of state government you heard Nikes say that uh, judiciary when they need their own money they go to beg as against dragging the executive uh, to court 99.3 <coughs> sorry about that hello Hello. Hello. Good evening. What's My your name? name? Sandra. Yes, what's your name?
4: My name is Vicky Collins from Babylon. Good
0: to have you on the show. Go ahead.
4: Thank you very much, yes. the thing is this with all this analysis that is being given, it all it's all had to I mean the founding of the military era. Okay. But with, we are having all these people expressing this thing. Isn't it time for us to really think I mean to do away with the leftovers of the military and practice full democracy?
0: That's my case. Thank you very much. Thank
4: you for calling to share it. Hello. Yes,
0: yeah, I'm very well. How are you?
4: I'm okay. Mr. Darlington speaking. Mr. Darlington, go ahead. The lacuna, this lacuna that is causing uh, Broha, <laughs> was created by the drafters of the constitution. They were not explicit and expressive. And that is what we have been talking about. Even though Section 121, subsection 3 has been amended, you can see that there are lacuna still. They didn't express how this thing will be implemented. And that is where the president is uh, trying to gain his authority. But if you ask me, I don't think the president is doing this because he loves the judiciary and the legislature of state. Okay. Under normal circumstances, he should uh, take side with the governors who are members of his own executive. But because he doesn't need them in
3: 2023,
4: mm. that is why he's trying to do this. That is just my own. Okay. After all, Section two, 2 of our Constitution, which talks about federal character principles. Is the president implementing it himself? The judiciary... And the legislature should go to court if the state refuse. After all, it's here in the Constitution. It is there. If the governor wants to assert his uh, rights, just like the president on his Section 5-2, hmm.
3: then
4: the two of them should go to court and, and uh, the court will not decide who has overriding power on this particular matter. That is the way to solve the problem instead of going back and forth. Unfortunately, the judiciary may be finding it difficult to go to court. That's just the truth.
0: Hmm. Darlington, thank you for calling me. Good evening. Hello. Hello.
4: Good evening, Sandra. Good
0: good evening, sir. What's your name?
4: Yeah, my name is Omiji.
0: Welcome to Hard Facts. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, yeah, I I heard about this story now. I've heard a lot of... um, They were explaining a lot. I can't get what they are saying in has be kind of big English <laughs> but I want to ask I want to ask this question okay. Ma
3: hmm.
4: and everybody in the studio
3: hmm. how
4: does this um, financial um, an- autonomy. Uh, autonomy how does it affect we the normal Nigerians the ordinary Ma how will it affect us That is just the question I want to ask.
0: All right, good question. It's a good opportunity to come back to my guests. Nike, how will financial autonomy affect me as an ordinary Nigerian? That's the question my last caller wanted answers to. Do you have an answer to that?
2: Yes, I do.
0: Hmm.
2: Yes, I do. So you find that sometimes in court, so many of the cases before the the judges are ordinary citizens versus the government. Mm. Maybe your land has been grabbed, you haven't got compensation or some other thing and then you need something like enforced against the government. Mm. Where there is financial autonomy,
3: Mm.
2: where there is financial autonomy, Mm. the judiciary is not worried about what the executive will think if it gives... A judgment mm. against them. Mm. The legislative houses now will not be worried about what you know, what, what, what the executive arm will think mm. if they make laws that you know that give more power to the people, you know, or like they revise laws that you know that might be viewed as oppressive, mm.
3: you
2: know, because right now what we have is a system where for fear of falling out of favor, and by favor, I mean financial favor, Hmm. these arms of, you know, these arms of government Hmm. are not truly independent. They are not operating at the full force, you know, well, like, at their best, basically. Because they are not financially independent. Hmm. Just imagine being a child at home, and then your parents are just doing anyhow. And then you just feel like talking to your parents. Ah, this thing that people are doing is wrong. Don't mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. But you're eating their food. They're the ones that will feed you. You talk anyhow, you don't go to school. do won't say anything. You'll be quiet. But if... But if you're not afraid mm-hmm. of anything, because you know that your money is safe, mm-hmm. your livelihood... Because... Let's boil this thing down to money. Mm-hmm. Let's boil it down to money. Mm. People gotta eat. Their families have to eat. Mm. So if you tell me, if you don't do this thing now, I will not give you for money. All this luxury that you're used to, I will suspend it. Ah. it, it you'll be. Ah. You know, you start speaking out of both ends of your mouth. But if we have just
0: established, you and Xiaon both said to me that they cannot withhold or redirect state funds. It's illegal to do that. What actions can um, uh, the federal, can the legislature and the judiciary take um, if a state government violates the constitution?
2: For example now i would say the njc now cannot go to court you no know? it's you no know, it's you know it's like a judge t- you no know, it's like being a judge in your own case mm-hmm. you have you know like so like the judicial, you know like the um, judicial arm on its own cannot you know like ignite that process now like the other bodies within judiciary can like you know like an active mba branch Okay. An active you know like an active MDA can on behalf of the judiciary bring these you know these actions before the court. Mm. Legislative arms can they can, but then just imagine this um scenario. Mm-hmm. The the chief law enforcer of a state is the attorney general that is appointed by the governor.
3: executive
2: Mm -hmm. he's the one that is meant to bring this action on behalf of the people you know like of the other arms Mm -hmm. he's the attorney general
3: Mm -hmm.
2: but he is appointed by the executive Mm. So that immediately,
0: immediately, uh, um, um, uh, you know, gives us a conflict of interest situation. Section 3 of the EO instructs state governments to set up committees for drafting the budgets for legislature and judiciary, right? The members of these committees will include the state's chief judge, the the Sharia court's grand caddy, and uh, members of the Judicial Services Commission. The Constitution does not give the judiciary any role in drafting or passing the budget now i should be asking naked about the legality of including them in the process without an executive order but let me ask you because you are the the guy that is sim- that simplifies budgets for us show during the current budgeting process does the judiciary get any input about their own budget is there some sort of consultation Shen?
1: Are you looking at the federal or the state level? Both,
0: both of, them, both
1: of them, both of them. Mm. Okay. So, so what I've seen us do and I've investigated is, there's a, there's been just a, a ceiling that has been defined as mm. the budget for the legislature and the budget for the judiciary. Don't forget that prior to this current president, the budget for the legislature for close to eight years were around eighty to hundred billion naira. Was this the current administration that added ten or twenty billion naira to it? Um, maybe they said they wanted to empower the judiciary and ensure they had more resources. National Assembly, for example, I don't believe, sorry, so we don't believe that there's a guiding metric, uh, there's an accountable framework that says that National Assembly needs as much as that. But what the federal government has done with the executive, with the judiciary and the legislature, is to have a leave and let's leave kind of agreement, you know, which is, you know, this is your own budget. We have a mutual understanding that this is fine. And because of that you get because right even to now you don't see there's no detailed budget for the executive for the legislature and the judiciary at the federal level what you get is that single line item which is just says you are guaranteed to get 125 billion or you're guaranteed to get 110 people doesn't like, even the floors all of this now if you bring that back into the, at the state legislature hmm. it's always it's just the same but it's just that it's more crude in that way because there is no guaranteed sum. So you are budgeting at, like, which is what it should be. Like, every single ministry or the department of agency at the state level is budgeting. Mm. That's what you get. Mm. So, but now, that is not even a bad thing. You should get that detailing should be available to the public. But you, it's not guaranteed. So you find, you find, you know, these arms of government being emasculated. A situation that you don't find with the executive i mean we can't say the governor would not say i don't have but because we did not because 70 percent of our location um last month so that means then we're going to buy less well we're not going to run the whole the whole apparatus of government mm. that does not happen at the executive mm-hmm. you know. so what we need what we need and i think the president what we need is the president made that point clear let there be a, let there be a committee that is comprised of the judicial committee the legislative budget committee and they are all on board. Hmm. The, the governor is on board, the clerk is on board, the speaker is on board, you know, the accountant general is on board. And they all agree, what's, what's the same song that would run the legislative arm? And don't forget that Lagos State has a, 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 a semblance of this, you know, and that's an bit of autonomy in how humanity is done. So we understand that operationally he might not have a guarantee somewhere he has an operational autonomy now he manages his own budget within itself mm. and that's why we have been seeing some allegations recently you know with the, with what, the, what has happened with the speaker so it's very important that that committee is necessary and I think rather than the president just put it in an executive order let's go let's go the hard way I mean let's go let the state let the state the state speakers be on board mm. let's do another constitutional amendment you know and let's put it there and that's why as that's why I came back my first point. When we write the constitution, there must be punitive elements in it. In the Which constitution. Which is you point you call a You don't, if, if the constitution says federal character principle, you don't follow federal character principle, what should happen to you? It doesn't mean that all your further for appointments should be stored for confirmation by the National Assembly. Those are the kind of conversations I think we should have when I say, oh, the constitution says. Have a federal character. I don't. Have a, you can't impeach a president on every single constitutional breach. It's not possible. Let, let me oh, come no.
0: back to. Let me come back to the legality, right? Um, so the same question that I had for Sean, where um, I took a look at um, Section Three of that uh, executive order, ordering state governments to set up committees for drafting the budgets for legislature and judiciary. Right? Um, what's the legality of including including them in the process with an executive order? Nige.
2: I think that they need to be included because who knows what you need better than you. Okay. So if so so if the judiciary is going to be financially autonomous that means that they also have to bring their own budget before the state houses. Okay. Basically. Okay. And then that can then be added, you know, like to the um, general state's budget. Hmm. But they have to submit their own allocations, what they feel they need. They will also have to, like, defend that budget. So I think that provision there was was okay, was quite imperative. Okay. All right. Yes. Thank you, Nike. the honor um, of... The executive order, it was. Mm. It, it was important that it was that important that
0: it, that it be there. Unfortunately, we're out of time. I wish we had more time to continue this conversation. But Nika Robolo and uh, uh, Sean thank you so much for joining us today on Hard Facts. Huh?
1: Thank you. It's pleasure, Sandra. You Thank you me. so much. Yes. yes.
0: And this conversation will happen on the Morning Crossfire on Wednesday at uh, 7.30. So join Sheriff Quadri when he's going to talk about it. I'm sure that there are thoughts are opinions you want to share, but unfortunately you couldn't share on the show today. On the Morning Crossfire on Wednesday at 7.30, Sheriff Quadri will be talking about this as well with uh, legal practitioners. And you, Lagos, what do you think about this? this executive order have you read it for yourself are you a lawyer who disagrees with Nike? are you a civil society organizer who disagrees with show uh, share your thoughts with us on wednesday uh, in the morning 7 30 when sheriff Quadri talks about it you've heard from the experts do you think the executive order 10 was the right step Uh, Whether or not you like the executive order, we all agree that financial autonomy is necessary, right? So how would you go about creating a a legal framework for it if you were the federal government? And then is there an irony here. Is this executive order, which is meant to protect the financial autonomy of the branches of the state government, compromising the financial autonomy of the state government as a whole? These are questions you're going to need to answer for yourself and think about as well uh, when you call Sheriff on Wednesday at 7.30. I am Sandra Eszakosili. Thank you so much, Legal, for being a part of today's Hard Facts. We'll do it again tomorrow, shall we? Tomorrow uh, at 3, I'll be right here. We'll be talking about so many things, including uh, Fola Atunubu, who is the MD of Primero. Let's talk about BRT. Why have they increased uh, their fares? What's going on with them? Why did they stop work for a few days? All of those will be answered uh, for you tomorrow at 5. Join us at that time. We also have community report coming your way tomorrow and the victory returns at 3 o'clock. I am Sandra Ezequasley on all of my social media. Lagos, those were your hard facts. Good night.